everybody, welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter Podcast Season 5 Penultimate Episode, Dune Messiah. Steve, hey. we're almost there. We're almost there, bud. We're almost there. It's okay. It's okay. I know how you feel. I know. No, I know it's, how... I'm fine. I'm, fi- I'm fine. Look at me. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Dune has changed my life. Do you do you want to do you want to talk about something that kind of changed my life last night? There's a discovery I made, or actually a discovery my fiance made. Sure, I don't know, I don't know. I guess I might change my mind after I hear it, but right now I'm fucking anything's possible. Let's go. Do you know how easy it is to make shepherd's pie? Of course, fuck yeah, buddy. I did not know it. I thought it was like a whole. <laughs> I thought it was like a whole fuck thing. Yeah, buddy. You just I put shit on whole... top of shit thing where you had to knead the you had to knead the stuff and then roll the thing and then put the stuff in the blender and then roll it and dice it and i thought it was a whole to do what are you talking about i thought it was a to do but apparently it's not you literally take for those who don't know what how to make shepherd's pie uh my fiance made we don't know that we don't know that we can't assume that from our audience Mm. there's probably Mm. one or two people that are like never never made shepherd's pie don't even know what a shepherd's pie is and i'm talking to those people right now it's a bunch of stuff stacked on other stuff. It's the ultimate fridge cleaner. It's the it's the ultimate fridge cleaner. If you've got you got veggies, you got you got any sort of meats in your fridge. It's not at all. It's not at all that. But you can't use any sort of meats. You can first of all. Why not? Because you use you use ground beef. That's you can why. use you can use chicken if you try if you believe. You could, but you couldn't use salami. Why not? Sure, but you're just saying like you're just saying things. You can't actually make a shepherd's pie with salami as the base. You're upsetting me. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I was trying was trying to make you happy talking about food, but here we are. Chapter 22. The penultimate final chapter. Death is imminent. Shepherd's pie. It's delicious. This is arguably I think the the largest chapter in the book as well. And what I noticed while reading it one of the easiest to follow, but it, it kind of falls back on like the, the, a lot of the tropes that Frank Herbert was using throughout the entire book, which is like, it opens up with Paul pontificating about everything again. Just looking out well, to the sand. Hold on. You're oh, getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. I keep there's a very this. important fucking introduction to this chapter. There is a very important introduction. All right, Steve, why don't you hit us with that chapter introduction? There was a man so wise. He jumped into a sandy place. And burnt out both his eyes. And when he knew his eyes were gone, he offered no complaint. He summoned up a vision and made himself a saint. Mm. Huh? <laughs> Children's verse from History of Muad'Dib. That's a song written by kids. He had a little children's book line. You can tell because it's a fucking stupid song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the song's about Paul burning his eyes out. When they looked into the sun. Yeah, you know, when you think about most children's like hymns and rhymes and songs and stuff like that, once you get into the details of what's going on in these things, they're grotesque. This reading this chapter is when I kind of realized the 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 connection that Dune has with the prequel trilogy, specifically when it comes to Paul foreseeing. Cheney's death in the same way that Anakin foresees Padme's death. But they go about it like in two different ways. Paul just goes well, straight. Spoilers here because Cheney dies here. Yep. Cheney's that, dead. 
She's in this. Yeah. You're just assuming that everyone knows. They would everyone know if they know. read this chapter. That's this chapter. A number of our listeners don't read books. Well, that's on them. There's a truth. <laughs> I know for a fact that there's people who listen to this who have never even read a page of Doom. It doesn't matter. The point is the the point is is that she's dead in this chapter. It comes it it, it comes it comes through full fruition like you were saying she's yesterday. Dead. You're like you're saying yesterday. You're like, there's no way that we're getting out of this book with Cheney surviving. Surviving, and you're right. She's gone. She's gone. It's Boom. a big thing. That and counts as a prediction. It does. You already got. I mean, we're gonna have to go through this on the final chapter tomorrow, and we're gonna see how this goes. And I'm in trouble. I don't know what you're gonna do. I made to me. that. Pr- I'm pretty sure I said she was dead, anyways. Do you know how expensive it would be to keep Zendaya on for like five movies? <sighs> Not happening. No way. There's no way. Frank Herbert knew this back in the 60s. <laughs> he did. He foresaw the birth of Zendaya. There is no way. There's no way he she's foresaw anymore. 13 seasons of Euphoria. I can't wait. <laughs> so there's a couple things that happen at uh, at the moment of Cheney's death. So at, at the top of this chapter, it's just Paul pontificating. Future past. It's like what Frank Herbert's been doing this entire book. He's just no, like this. When, honestly, when I read this, like this is what it's like. You don't get this yet, but you will. But like this is what it's like, just like existing in your thirties, and I'm sure like and up, and for and like and from here on up because it's just like it is like all of this like flow of memories like constantly coming back in and all of these like things that where I'm like oh, I remember this horrible thing I did that led me to this exact moment or this other thing that I should have done that I didn't that led me to this exact moment. And it's tough. And that sounds like what I do already. I do that already. I'm telling you, you think, you think that you're doing it? Just like the people I'm who, doing who, I'm who doing are older it. than me are saying, you think you know what you're talking about? None of us know. None of us. The misery extends throughout time, <laughs> delightfully altering itself upon your own failures. <laughs> <laughs> This is, ah, this is where hate, ah, as Duncan comes in, and Duncan, or hate, uh, before he, uh, shit happens with Duncan hate right now. Like, as soon as, like, the no, whole. this is Duncan. We can finally call him Duncan again. He's full Duncan now. He's gone he's full back. restoration. He's got all he's his old memories. He's fucking Eminem. Oh, like, fucking over and over again. Just the beginning of that song. Slim Sandy. Slim Sandy. Two trailer park worms go round the outside. Round the outside. Right. <laughs> uh, he's, he, he, he comes into full, full fruition. And like when there's this moment where like Paul, he gets a message from one of his like, from like the doctor or something going like, Cheney's dead. And he says the words, she is gone. And we know from a couple chapters ago that she, turn, the words she is gone is like a trigger for, for Duncan. And what happens in this moment is Duncan, he gets his, he gets that, like that Zoolander relax, don't do it. And he's like, Oh, and he's about to stab Paul, but his, like his Duncan self gets in the way and he buries that hate guy deep, deep down, deep. He buries his hate deep down inside. Like we all do. Like we all do. uh, Yeah. That's well, some of us, (laughs) But he, Duncan comes back in this moment, and is it safe to say he's fully back? He's fully back, man. He's fully back. And this is and this is what's really weird is that as we go on through the chapter, we find out that this is like I don't know I don't know how I feel about this. 
the Telelaxu, they this is like their plan all along is like they want to create goals. It honestly kind of just seems like their plan all the time was like that like hate Duncan hate. He's kind of like a beta test. Yeah. And they just sort of like threw him out. They put him in beta and like let him open it. It was a public beta. Yep. Right. Let him out there and just sort of see what happens. And what they were, from what I gather, what their plan here is like to be able to reanimate, reincarnate a body as a Gola, but to have it come back to the actual original person, retaining all the memories of the original person and the memories of the Gola. Exactly. And And possibly all of their memories of their ancestors? That's where I get that kind of confused. Like, I don't think, I don't necessarily think it's the same as like Paul. I think Paul, I think that's when Paul gets this connection to his, his, his new child. We'll get to that. But I think for Duncan, he's just getting all his old memories and realizing that he, he is he's Duncan. Like, Holy shit, man. I forgot I fucking learned how to shuffle. And he starts like doing that dance that everyone's doing. He starts making Instagrams, TikToks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shuffling around. Big time. Uh, He's good at it. The thing that kind of doesn't sit well with me is like this classic sort of like all author storyteller crutch where it's like, well, the t- for the Tylax, it was like, ah, well, that was our plan the entire time. Oh, what if it backfired? Well, that would we plan for that, too. We plan for everything. Like, which be, is like you never you like you never do. You never you got a spare tire. Exactly. Hmm? hmm. You got a spare worm. I don't know. I don't see one. Bet you don't. I don't see one. Bet you don't. Uh, and that's where B Jaws gets gets involved, and he's like, "Ah, well." And B Jaws gets really hopeful, jazz. and like he's like, "Maybe I can unlock my memories and re- remember when the re- original B Jazz was B Jazz, and I can go back to being all B Jazzy and having some good old B Jazzy times." <laughs> and Paul's like, uh, "Can someone kill him? <laughs> Who <Yeah>. is that guy?" <laughs> so with Cheney dead, and now the the birth has happened. It's not. One child that Paul foresaw. It is two, a boy and a girl. It's a two for one. Twins. It's a two for one special. Didn't see that coming. Well, and you know next, what? The next book is called Children of Dune. Well, I guess it makes sense now. Yeah. But any that could have been anything. Could have been. There's warm. been children in every Dune book. In every Dune book, I guess in <laughs> two of them. All all, all <laughs> the main characters children. have been children. All two of them. <laughs> But this is where things get really trippy. So, Saitel shows up disguised as Lichna. Aaliyah lets lets hit lets him in like an idiot. She's like, "Oh, she, uh, they've got an offer." She's like, for you. here. It's fucking Lichna. And Paul's like, "That's not Lichna. It's Saitel." And he's like, "Shuts it down. Don't worry about it." She's got Lichna. Saitel has an offer. They can bring Cheney back. And Paul's like, "Ah, I get it." Okay, you show me that you can get Duncan back, full memories, the whole thing, and I love Cheney. I get it, but I'm you're not making you're not doing this to me. You're not you're not gonna hold that over my head. And Saitel's like, hmm, I think I can. I think I can. It's it's a very good deal if you think about it. And this is where the moment where Paul connects with his son. And he starts yeah. using and this, his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he this, starts seeing through his his freshly born baby boy's eyes. Who is fully 20 aware. 20-20 vision. 
fully aware of everything that's going on. Knows knows the, he's a baby. Knows what's going on. Knows that like Saitel showed up and Saitel's like threatening the kids, going like, "You take this deal. I bring your life. I bring your wife back to life, and you give me all your chom holdings. All right, give me all your stocks." Yeah, there is this part where he's like, "Pay up with the chom." He's like, "You ought to give me all your stocks too. <laughs> <laughs> give me all your stocks." Game Stonks, stop. let's go. GameStop to the moon. And uh and, and the baby, like he's fully aware and he's like, yo, the, this is a terrible deal. The, the stock's going down. Stock market's falling apart. Kill this guy. And the baby's got a little fucking stock market visor on all of a sudden. Yeah. It's just like Doesn't look good. These stocks are at an all time low. <laughs> Hold on to Chrome. <laughs> it's going to skyrocket. Buy more. Not, buy no, more. Do buy not release. release. Do not sell. Buy, 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 buy. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. <laughs> freshly born baby just doing math paul's like what the fuck yeah he's just in a diaper and a tax visor yeah <laughs> you know what those are called tax visor I'm, I'm assuming so i have no idea it was that like standard issue back in the day i don't see a lot of people wearing tax visors nowadays i don't even have one for myself when i'm doing my own taxes i know i know a guy who just wears one <laughs> he's just like he looks pretty good at it he doesn't wear it all the time but like sometimes he does show up and he's wearing the the visor with the see-through green part on it it's pretty translucent fun. green. And he's usually got a big pair of like uh some aviators or something. He looks like a fun Oof. guy. That is a lot that's a lot of fun. I want to got a mustache. <laughs> it's a Charlie Chaplin. It's a Charlie Chaplin. Okay. So Paul sees through the eyes of his child, and using the eyes of his child is able to triangulate his position in the room and throw a knife at Saitel's head. Huzzah! He gets that him pretty easily, actually. Like gets him sort right of like in the fucking eyes. Stabs him in the eye. Yeah. Not even a problem at all. It's pretty fucking cool. But in this, once this happens, like, there's this thing that happens. Like, as soon as Paul realizes that he has two children, not one, his vision is completely, like, destroyed. Like, he can't, he doesn't have any more prescience because he did not see, he did not see the future anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I think what happens is once Leto 2, his son, is born, you know how Edric kind of, like, blocks prescience around him in the circumstances that he's evolved in i think leto 2 is the similar thing and for if leto 2 exists paul can't see because he's blocking him out mm. not on purpose but just like it's just block it's that it's that it's like a it's like it's like a vpn it's like thrawn in the yeah. yeah 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 this 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 kind of like thing that like stops paul right in his tracks and because paul can't see into the future anymore i think there's kind of there's uh well we'll, we'll, he's just gonna have to see what he what his next actions are in the next book or in the next uh chapter here he's gonna die pretty much and more or less like uh he can die now now that we have the kids and we have worm boy and worm girl yeah ganema and leto too and now that um ganema now that uh paul is like this story is wrapped up. I think he just more or less kind of like murks the entire like conspiracy. Like he just like says to Duncan, like kill Bajaz and like Bajaz is like, no, and he dies. It <laughs> <That> is sort of <laughs> like this whole scene is like, it's actually pretty great, but it is sort of anticlimactic in a way of like, like right off the get go, they're like Cheney's dead already. And there's two kids and you're like, okay. And then side tails like, 
I am the face dancer. I am actually Lickna, and I have a whole mischievous plan. And Paul's just sort of like knife in the face. <laughs> All right, next. And then Bajaz is there like, ha, 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 riddle me this. I am I am Bajaz, and I... And then he's just like, kill, fucking just kill him. And like, so Duncan just sort of like snaps his neck. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, well, we'll see you next time on Dune. <laughs> Anywhere you are. <laughs> yeah, just sort of like, I don't know. It's kind of more just or less sort of wraps itself up. up pretty nicely. Put a little bow on things. Like, it's actually a pretty, pretty happy ending for Dune. Uh, all know, things considered. Yeah, Cheney's dead, but... She, you know, she could. We technically could bring her back. So at this point, death is starting to lose meaning in Dune because you can just bring people back. And I guess I don't know. Oh man, just you wait. Not only does Speaking it lose all which, meaning, it loses. Oh, I bet it's going to be like ten, ten. Yeah, exactly. It's probably going to be ten thousand clones of everyone running around. Oh, and man. that's what I hope for. Man, once we get to God Emperor, I want to see your reaction to God Emperor. Oh man, things get. Things, this is still like pretty grounded for Dune, and things get take a left turn near the end of Children of Dune. But God Emperor, I don't know what the hell's happening. Oh well, man! And this, like this story, was very contained. This Dune Messiah is very contained. It's not. We don't get a lot of the Dune universe, the Duneverse. It's it's basically just these like seven or eight characters, kind of like and in a situation a lot of plotting of amongst amongst all of them. Yeah, it is kind of like that. You know? So it's like, and but but amongst that, right, is like you know a clone of a, of a dead Jason Momoa guy. We got like a little, we got like a fifteen year old like fucking trying to, you know, take him out on night on the town, trying to take him to the Olive Garden, right? <laughs> yeah, we have right. a fish, we have a fish person, right? We have another guy who's like wearing the face of another one of the characters. So it's just like. Even though it is sort of a pretty contained story, it's pretty fucking... There's a lot of elements out there. And if we're looking at this as a small piece of a bigger universe, like, I hope... I hope that they can top a fish, man. Right? I want to see, like, all sorts of things. All right. All right. I think that's... I want an octopus, man. I think right there is where we should leave it off. With you you still hopeful on the series. And then we'll come back. We'll come back and finish it's this a good, off tomorrow. It's a good place to leave it because we all know there is no hope. There is only podcasting. Only pod. Every day. And there we are done. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow for our ultimate episode. Well, wait a minute. This is the penultimate. That's the final. That's what you call that. The final episode. Of Dune. Messiah! Oh, it's just your boy. It's just your boy, Will, here. Doing what he does best at the end of every every single episode. Thanking the people who make this show 
the show that it is. And I can't do this without, well, Steve and I can't do this without three specific people, our Gouda Grandmasters, all right? We've got Big Cheese Daddy, we've got Degree for Women, and we've got Nicole! <laughs> There's no other way I'm not gonna be able to say it without doing that stupid voice. If you guys wanna be like them and support our show, go check out the link in the Patreon. We got tiers. There's a, there's a bonus podcast. There's just mountains of good stuff. Go check it out. <laughs>